0: Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The True God, One in Three and Three in One. O oh, come, let us worship him.
1: Oh come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. Sea is his, and he made it. And his hands form the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship. And before the Lord our Maker. For He is a God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, shall be world.
0: The true God, one in three and three in one. O oh, come, let us worship Him. I will call upon God, he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. I will call upon God, the Lord shall save me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I will call upon God, he shall hear my voice, he hath delivered my soul in peace. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. The Old Testament lesson for the tenth Sunday after Trinity is written in the eighth chapter of the book of the prophet Jeremiah, beginning at the fourth verse. Moreover, you shall tell them, The Lord says, Do men fall and not rise up again? Does one turn away and not return? Why then have the people of Jerusalem fallen back by perpetual backsliding? They cling to deceit, they refuse to return. I listened and heard, and they didn't say what is right. No one repents of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turns to his course, as a horse that rushes headlong in the battle." Yes, the stork in the heavens knows her appointed times. The turtle dove, the swallow, and the crane observe the time of their coming. But my people don't know the Lord's law. How do you say, We are wise, and the Lord's law is with us? But behold, the false pin of the scribes has made that a lie. The wise men are disappointed. They are dismayed and trapped. Behold, they have rejected the Lord's word. What kind of wisdom is in them? "'Therefore I will give their wives to others "'and their fields to those who will possess them. "'For everyone from the least even to the greatest "'is given to covetousness. "'From the prophet even to the priest, "'everyone deals falsely. "'They have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people "'slightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. "'Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? "'No, they were not at all ashamed. "'They couldn't blush.' Therefore they will fall among those who fall. In the time of their visitation they will be cast down, says the Lord. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the twelfth chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the first verse. Now concerning spiritual things, brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were heathen, you were led away to those mute idols, however you might be led. Therefore, I make known to you that no man speaking by God's Spirit says, Jesus is accursed. No one can say, Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are various kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are various kinds of service, and the same Lord. There are various kinds of workings, but the same God, who works all things in all but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the profit of all. For to one is given through the Spirit the word of wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith, by the same Spirit, and to another, gifts of healings, by the same Spirit, and to another, workings of miracles, and to another, prophecy, and to another, discerning of spirits, to another, different kinds of languages, tongues, and to another, the interpretation of languages. But the one and the same Spirit produces all of these, distributing to each one separately as He desires. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Keep me as the apple of the eye, Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. O Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When Jesus came near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had known today the things which belong to your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come on you, when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you, surround you, hem you in on every side, and will dash you and your children within you to the ground." They will not leave in you one stone on another, because you didn't know the time of your visitation. He entered into the temple, and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. He was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests, the scribes, and the leading men among the people sought to destroy him. They couldn't find what they might do for all the people hung unto every word that he said. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house, and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Gospel today says, When Jesus drew near and saw the city of Jerusalem, he wept over her, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Let's take that apart a little bit. What are the things which make for peace? Why did Israel not know them? Why were these things now hidden from their eyes? And the answer is really not complicated. The things which make for peace, peace between God and man, peace between men. These things are the Son of God becoming incarnate, the Son of God giving his body for them, shedding his blood of the new covenant for the forgiveness of their sins his death paying the ransom for the sin of the world, his side being pierced to create them anew, his resurrection to justify them of their sins, his ascension into heaven to intercede for them, the promise of his return to take them home, all these things are what make for peace with the faith to receive them. This, Christ crucified for our salvation, the faith to grasp Christ crucified, this is the greatest gift of the Spirit. But it's not just that the promise Christ came and that God gave Israel no way to receive him. No. On top of this promise of Christ crucified, God also gave many particular gifts to men throughout Israel's history so that the people of Israel may be ready for the Christ coming. For instance, God gave faithful kings such as David to rule over them. He gave them men of wisdom such as Solomon to give them insight. He gave Israel faithful teachers such as Ezra to keep them on the way until Christ came. God gave men of strong hearts such as Aaron to sacrifice and spiritually care for the people of Israel. God gave Israel prophets from Moses all the way down to John the Baptist so that his word may be proclaimed and so that Israel may know what to look for in the Christ. In fact, John the Baptist pointed to Christ explicitly. (laughs) Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. All members of Israel were given particular spiritual gifts to stay in the true way as they looked for the greatest gift on which all the other gifts hung upon, the suffering servant. Emmanuel, God with us, born of a virgin, the Christ. But much like we heard about Israel in the wilderness last week, Israel in the last few centuries leading up to Christ's birth, they fell away. They used their status as the people of God And they used their traditions of their teachers, and they used the words of the prophets not to look for the Christ, but to turn inwards, to hold themselves up, to worship the idols of pride and self, fame and money. They abused the particular gifts that God gave them because they became blinded in their sin and turned away from the greatest gift, the promise of the Messiah, who would come not to give them earthly wealth and might, but freedom from sin the promise of the resurrection. So when people needed to hear of this gift of salvation, well, then the Jews were silent. They were mute. They didn't actually speak the word of God. Without faith to cling to this greatest gift, the promise of the Messiah, all the other gifts given to Israel meant nothing. They became nothing. They were unfaithful stewards in these particular gifts that they were given by God. And so to this, as Christ headed to the cross, he wept over Jerusalem. Because without faith to see who Christ was and to see the things which make for peace, well, then Israel or the Jews would be stripped of their stewardship completely. Christ wept because he saw this stewardship being completely stripped of the Jews. It began to be stripped away when Christ cleansed the temple. It was completely taken away when Rome, years later, decimated Jerusalem, which was an event which saw some of the worst atrocities that mankind has ever seen. All of this, from the cleansing of the temple to Rome's decimation of Jerusalem, was a confirmation of God's judgment on the Jews' stewardship. This is why today St. Paul tells you, you who have been baptized and are the New Testament Israel. He says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. Because you see, we too, each of us individually that are baptized, have been given particular gifts by the Spirit, much like Old Testament Israel had. We too are stewards. And Paul does not want us to be unaware of this and unaware of what this means. So then he continues, You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. That is to say, before you were baptized, you were led astray by mute idols. Perhaps they were graven images, or even idols of money or self pride or fame, lust or pleasure, power or the philosophies of men, the idols that also led away the Jews. You were being led astray before your baptism. That is, you were blind to the things which make for peace. You were blind to Christ crucified. And everyone under such blindness says the same thing. Jesus be anathema. That is, Jesus be cursed. That's the confession of everyone that is blind. We hear the world say this all the time. They curse the church, which is really cursing Christ. Well, we were of the world too, saying this same thing before our baptism. But then something amazing happened. We were baptized and catechized, made disciples of Christ. We were led back on the way of truth. When our eyes were remade by the word and the spirit in the waters, we could see clearly for the first time the things which make for peace. Christ incarnate, Christ crucified the body of Christ given for us, his blood of the new covenant shed for the forgiveness of our sins. From the time of our baptism, we've been able to see this. Because all this that makes for peace is what we've been baptized into. Where we were made the people of God, the New Testament Israel. Where we hear the words of faithful teachers, that is, pastors catechizing us. Where we are given the words of the prophets and the apostles that tell us from Christ who we are now in baptism. You see, we've been baptized into the suffering servant. We see God with us at this altar. We are the body of Christ. So that baptized, we now confess saying, Jesus is Lord. That's our confession now, which is quite a switch from our old confession of Jesus be anathema. No, now we say Jesus is Lord. So St. Paul is saying, before we talk about particular gifts that the Spirit gives to each individual in the church, we must see and focus our gaze on the greatest gift that all of us baptized have received together, Christ crucified, which is the confession Jesus' is Lord spoken in the Spirit. It's the gift of baptism where every day the old pagan man may be drowned and the new man in Christ may arise, where we are made part of the church with all these brothers in Christ, where we together receive our Lord's flesh and blood at the altar where he dwells with us. All of these are the things which make for peace that Christ is talking about. All these are the greatest gift that is given to us. Without faith clinging to this greatest gift, all other gifts mean nothing. They become nothing. To reject the faith while clinging to lesser gifts is to be unfaithful stewards in what we've been given. So as Paul goes to talk about particular gifts here in a little bit, in which we are stewards of, he wants our focus to be on the greatest gift, on which all the other gifts hang, Christ crucified. And from this, Paul says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, or works, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To each baptized Christian living in salvation, there is given to one degree or another varieties of gifts or endowments, talents, temperaments, powers, and also varieties of service, different ways that we help others, different populations that we serve, and then also varieties of works or activities, different tasks to do in a day, different to do lists to accomplish, different expectations in our vocations. So much variety. And so, within the gift of salvation and righteousness, Within the gift of Christ crucified are these various gifts, services, and works which we are given, which we live. And the variety is vast, but it is the same Spirit which gives them all. It is the same Lord whom we all serve. It is the same God that endows us with the ability to do these works, all because it is the same one church that needs these Spirit-given gifts. The Spirit gives these gifts in baptism to all of us. The Spirit molds us with these gifts in the Word. The Spirit strengthens us with these gifts in the Supper, so we may serve one another, so our Lord's house may remain a faithful house of prayer and not turn into a den of robbers, so we may all continue to grasp the greatest gift in faith, so we may bring others to this greatest gift as well. That's the purpose, to keep the Lord's house a house of prayer, a house of prayer where we continue to grasp Christ crucified in faith. That's why he gives these gifts. And so St. Paul explains these varieties, saying to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. Paul here is speaking about those men and women in the church that in baptism are given practical knowledge, given wisdom of years or wisdom of study of scripture. Now these People aren't pastors, but they're elders, men and women who have seen and learned much through the years, or they're college professors, or teachers, or catechists, and those from whom others learn. Perhaps this isn't the group to show the greatest enthusiasm, but they are patient. They are careful in study, study of the scriptures. These people may not know how to work with their hands, but their words demand the ears of their audience because their words are full of wisdom and knowledge wisdom and knowledge that is for the good of the whole body of Christ. And so, that the body of Christ may not be ignorant in the world in which we live, we are given these wise and knowledgeable men and women. That's the gift given to some. And then Paul continues. To a different one, he says, faith by the same Spirit is given. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. And Really, miracles here is mighty deeds. And perhaps it is the majority of the body of Christ that is blessed with these types of gifts of faith, of healing, of mighty deeds, because the need for this type of gift in the body is the largest. These people, these men and women who receive these gifts, are those who work with their hands and have a heart for their brothers and neighbor, a heart for giving, a heart for charity, a heart for love. And we have many of them here in our congregation. It's the farmer who feeds the hungry, the nurse who cares for the sick, the carpenter who lays down flooring and fixes the roof, the worker who plows the driveway when it snows, the people who mow the grass when it gets long. These are the people whose hands are strong to serve, whose hearts are tender to give and sacrifice of time, money, resources, emotions. These people may not be theologians or leading intellectuals or even good public speakers. But they're not ignorant. They're very wise in their own way. Because without them, we'd be cold, hungry, and alone. Without them, we would not have a way to gather around Christ crucified. They help us get there. And Paul continues To another is given prophecy, to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits, to a different one, various kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. This group here these are the pastors the under shepherds of souls the evangelists those who proclaim the good news at home or abroad who are set as stewards of the mysteries at the altar so people may gather together around Christ crucified so they may be baptized catechized hear the word receive their lord in body and blood and trust me such a men who receive this gift they may not know how to repair their own cars or patch a roof Actually, such a man like myself is lost without others receiving the other gifts. But he is the poorest of sinners whom God uses to proclaim his word and feed his flock. From the scriptures, this group of men who receive this gift learn discernment and catechize others in spiritual discernment. And so all these gifts are given, a variety of gifts, variety of services, varieties of works. And notice how these particular gifts are given. Not so that we may be full of ourselves, but the gifts are given so that we may help meet the need of others in the body of Christ. One group teaches wisdom and knowledge so the body may not be ignorant in the world in which they work. Another group loves and cares for the physical needs of the body so they may come to church, be connected to the church. The last group stands in the place of Christ so that the body of Christ may gather together around him. All together, they make the head, the body, the soul of the people of God. With these gifts given differently to all, the needs of the body are met. So that together we may cling to the greatest gift of all, Christ crucified. All of these gifts are given so that we may come and gather around and cling to Christ crucified. Because this gift gives all the other gifts their purpose. It's all about Christ. And to this, Paul says, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit. That is, all these gifts are empowered by the one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Which is quite something. And all of this may sound rather intimidating to us. After all, we are poor, miserable sinners. Who are we to think that we have been given such gifts? Who are we to think that we can even yield and use such gifts that the Spirit gives us? Look around you this morning and throughout the week and the months, and you'll see the needs of the congregation. When you see the needs of the congregation, we can become intimidated. Intimidated. And we we can become afraid to serve because we look inward and see our own weaknesses and think we can't do it. And it's true. Based on our weaknesses, we can't help others. And it is true that we are undeserving of all these gifts. We are also undeserving of Christ crucified and our baptism and the supper. We're undeserving of the varieties of gifts, services, and works laid upon us. We're undeserving of all of these manifestations of the Spirit that is given to us whether of intellect or hands or the ministry. All of it is undeserved. And so we we can become timid. But if we're afraid to serve our neighbor, if we're too timid to serve our neighbor, note what St. Paul says here. All these, the gifts, the manifestations of the Spirit, all these are empowered by the one and same Spirit. And before, Paul was saying that there's Varieties, but the same God who empowers these gifts all in everyone. You see, God doesn't give you these gifts just to see you timid and fail with them. He gives you the gifts and then empowers you with them. As we sit here with these gifts of the Spirit, Paul is saying, Don't focus inwardly on your weaknesses so that you're timid or full of false pride. Instead, focus on the greatest gift given to you Christ crucified focus on that and then be eager stewards of these gifts given to you be eager to share these gifts with your brothers in the church and your neighbors in the world even at a great sacrifice to yourselves because if christ is our lord as we confess in the spirit and if the spirit and god empowers us well look to christ and why wouldn't we be eager to serve let us strive to serve with these gifts as we come to be strengthened by our Lord's body and blood this morning. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
1: Amen. We the kingdom of heaven.
0: but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, who declares your almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such a measure of your grace, that we, running the way of your commandments, may obtain your gracious promises, and be made partakers of your heavenly treasure." Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son, and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you, so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the legislature of this state, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace." All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with Thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by Thy governance, may be righteous in Thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, Thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with Thee and the Holy Ghost, Ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto Thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that Thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech Thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please Thee. Into Thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls